the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back. Happy Friday, July 15th, 2022. Man, these uh, these Fridays don't come bad. You, are, you, are you folks having as long weeks in these summer summer months as I am? Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's fine. And, and uh, if, uh, if I could do a uh, mutatis mutandis here, uh, Jim Croce, ain't nobody seen uh, sunshine till he's uh, seen the rain. Uh, we'll, we'll get some cooler weather soon, but let not our relationship... Be based on or reduced to talking about the weather. Let's get to it. Open line Friday. Anything you want to talk about? Happy to uh, entertain your calls on 602-508-0960. Boy, um, you you wonder just how much time will be spent analyzing and discussing all the intellectual and rational China that was broken by Joe Biden on this Middle East tour. Remember, they um, separated this tour from his European tour. They originally were going to have him just stay abroad and go uh, from his European tour to Israel and then Saudi Arabia until someone said, no, he can't do all that. He needs to come home and rest so that he will be on his game when he goes to the Middle East. This is the president who's been on his game uh, here's um, here's a headline from Fox. Biden's shameful fist bump with Saudi Arabia's Mohammed bin Salman shocks Twitter and the Washington Post CEO. OK, great. The fist bump between President Biden and Mohammed bin Salman was worse than a handshake, the Washington Post publisher said. President Biden's fist bump greeting with Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman on Friday sent Twitter into a tizzy. With everyone from the Washington Post's CEO to Representative Adam Schiff of California criticizing the viral gesture as shameful. The Biden administration declassified a report last year blaming the crown prince for approving the operation to kill journalist dissident Jamal Khashoggi, a contributor for the Washington Post, who was killed in 2018 as a result Many Biden supporters were concerned that a handshake with the Saudi leader would be terrible optics for the administration. Earlier on his trip to the Mideast, the White House had said due to COVID-19 precautions, Biden would stay away from handshaking. Many assumed the guidance was an excuse to avoid a handshake between Biden and the crown prince. But the president shook hands with almost every person he greeted on the tarmac upon arrival. When Biden arrived at the Al-Salam Royal Palace, he greeted the crown prince with a now infamous fist bump that didn't go very well, didn't go over very well on social media. Fred Ryan, who's the Washington Post publisher and CEO, called it shamefully, wrote, quote, the fist bump between President Biden and MBS was worse than a handshake. It was shameful. It projected a level of intimacy and comfort that delivers to MBS the unwarranted redemption he has been desperately seeking, close quote. Adam Schiff writes, 
quote, if we ever needed a visual reminder of the continuing grip oil-rich autocrats have on foreign policy in the Middle East, we got it today. One fist bump is worth a thousand words, Schiff tweeted. One fist bump is worth a thousand words. I can see this point, frankly, about a fist bump being more intimate than a handshake. It's far more collegial. It's far more collegial, isn't it? Of course it is. Of course it is. And he's been condemned roundly for it. I have every reason to believe that Biden was advised not to shake hands, but not to shake hands with anyone in the Middle East, not because of COVID, not because of COVID, but because to the left, he didn't want to be seen as shaking hands with Israelis because the left hates Israel. And for maybe almost everyone else, the uncomfortableness of being seen as shaking hands with Saudi Arabian princes and oligarchs. I, 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 under, I understand that he was probably instructed that way. And what you saw as a result with the handshaking in Israel, the handshaking in Saudi Arabia, and the better-than-handshaking fist bump with MBS, the one person who he called a pariah during the campaign, you saw him just ignoring those orders of protocol because he can't cogitate. He can't think. It's everything. You saw him in Israel on the red carpet, wandering off the red carpet at the tarmac with two Israelis trying to guide him back to the red carpet. It's that simple. All you have to do is follow the red carpet. This can't possibly be your first time trying to do such a thing. It's an amazing Amazing embarrassment. And it doesn't allow for this country to be the leader of the free world any more than it does the immiserated and tyrannical world. Because he's seen as a joke when he is when he is abroad. He's seen as a joke when he's here, too. But, you know, there's something about shame and uncovering Noah's nakedness that we try not to expose as widely as possible, isn't there? Isn't there? Jonathan Turley tweeted, President Bush just said on the Khashoggi murder, for an American president to be silent on an issue of human rights is inconsistent with who we are. And if anything occurs like that again, they will get the response we gave them and much worse. What response? As Jonathan Turley said, in other words, the president will come give you a fist pump and ask for more gas. That's the response. The president will come give you a fist bump and ask you for more gas. You proud to be a country that begs Venezuela and Saudi Arabia for energy supplies when we have our own that we could tap if we had the will to do so? We have the ability what about the will? We don't have the will. It's much easier for President Biden to secure and vouchsafe his left-wing green base here in America by shutting down pipelines, drilling and oil company leases, and beat up on the oil companies at the same time than it is, than it is 
to convince him he's doing the wrong thing if we do it abroad. There is no left in Saudi Arabia he has to worry about. And I don't think anyone in Venezuela has a voice on anything other than the head of the regime. Anyone. But as a matter of greenery, as a matter of the environment, as a matter of clean air, water, and everything else, you find me the most green lefty in this country and give him or her a choice. I'm going to let you live in one of three places, America, Saudi Arabia, Venezuela. Where do you think the environment's better? Where do you think the regulations are stronger? Where do you think the safety and procedures and the codes are stricter? Where do you think the air is better? Where do you think the people are safer, healthier, happier, and freer? You can't have a green movement in some of these countries. You can't have a protest movement, a dissident movement in some of these countries, including Saudi Arabia. It is a pariah state, or was or was, he's made it respectable, just as he did in his meeting with Mahmoud Abbas in the West Bank, which he did this morning. He met with Mahmoud Abbas in the West Bank this morning and then came out and said this, Joe Biden did, I know that the goal of the two-state solution seems so far away, while indignities on restrictions and movement and travel are real and immediate. So even if the ground is not ripe at this moment to restart negotiations, the United States and my administration will not give up on trying to bring the Palestinians and the Israelis closer together. Question. Question. What is this business about the ground not ripe at this moment to restart negotiations? When was the ground ever ripe? between the Arabs and the Israelis for negotiations. And why not now? I'll tell you why not now, and it's not because of what Biden said. You know what it is? It's because Abbas speaks for virtually no one. He is in the seventh year of his one four-year term he was elected to in 2005, and he can't speak on behalf of the West Bank Arabs because he has a problem with Hamas, which runs Gaza and has now infiltrated most of the West Bank. That's why. It's exclusively about the Palestinian leadership and the citizens. That leadership is immiserating. That's why. And if he wants to call the human rights practices of Saudi Arabia pariah, boy, he needed to look no further than what Mahmoud Abbas was running to. I'm Seth Liebson. We'll be right back. I'm Seth Leapson, 602-508-0960. I want to talk a little bit more about the words that Joe Biden used last year about Saudi Arabia and uh, the Palestinian Authority, and we will in just a moment. But let me go to Keith in Atlanta first. He's on a long-distance line. Hello, Keith. How are you, sir? Happy Friday. I'm doing well. Happy Friday to you. Thank you. So... I'd just like to have your take, and i got a take on why the left is um, is anti-Israeli, and I believe anti-Semitic. They just, they just are. What's your theory on it? My theory is, and it comes from a spiritual, I look at things from a spiritual realm. 
I look at the history of mankind, I read the Bible, and I look at it in the ancient governments that that were out to destroy the, the Jews, uh, exterminate them. And I look at, even in modern times with Adolf Hitler, and even um, Stalin, you know, these there's and and Europe is very anti-Semitic as well. There, there's and and it proves God's power ultimately that all these people who outnumber them, who want them dead, and they they still exist. That's God's protection. And I do believe the Lord has um, protected Israel, and He always will. And I just I I mean ultimately I do think the left is rooted is in in satanic um power i just I, I i look at the democrat party today and they're getting worse and worse that they are showing their true colors they have some satanic influence in them that's just my take well i have to tell you keith uh you're probably more uh more able to talk at uh on that than i am um but I, I will uh i will tell you that there are things that simply don't make sense other than there being a divine presence in this world, particularly when you look at uh, a small country like Israel uh, in a sea of uh, 22 states that don't want it there surrounding it, uh, not to mention a fifth column within it and next to it that doesn't want it. And then when you look at the wars that have been waged against it by the several armies that have tried to not defeat it but end it, end the country uh, is there any other country in the world you know of where countries can proclaim their wish that it simply disappear or that they have designs on extinguishing it there's no other country i know of except sometimes america you most loudly yeah. get these proclamations from iran it's death to israel and death to america imagine a world without israel imagine a world without america they held a conference on about no other two countries is this said not that I can think of. Countries that say that, movements that say that, I think should be expelled from the United Nations. It is a violation of international law to threaten extinction. There was a word for it. It was called genocide. That's why the United Nations was designed and created in the first place. The antipathy from the left toward Israel goes back a very long time. And the single best piece I've ever seen on it, and I, I, I won't say in this audience I've read more than anyone else. This is a very smart audience, particularly on these issues. And, you know, I mean, you got uh, you got people like Meyer Jolovitz, who, who probably knows more about Middle East history than anyone in the country and not by a little. Um, so so I'm not going to pretend to be the, the greatest expert, but I'm pretty well read on it. And I've traveled there four times. I guess now, four times, most recently in 2019. And I'll, I'll tell you, it goes back when the Soviet Union created the Palestine Liberation Organization in the 60s. And there was, you know, a division in the world order between the United States and the Soviet Union. Those were the two big boys in those days, right? That was the bipolar world we lived in. And if you were a socialist or communist or revolutionary regime or part of the non-aligned movement, you sided with the Soviet Union. And Yasser Arafat and the PLO were built on a Marxist socialist basis. If you read their original charter, they will tell you as much. And so there was always this left-wing antipathy toward Israel, always, 
always. What's weird is that in America, the Democratic Party was not part of that left wing, not for a long time. In fact, if you were trying in this country to lobby on behalf of or vouchsafe the security of Israel, up until probably about 1984, you would go to the Democratic Party on this. Just as if you were an African-American in this country for about 100 years, you would go to the Republican Party on this. But the Democratic uh, – uh, for, for, for civil rights. But the Democratic Party, as you point out, Keith, slowly they became more and more left-wing and then quickly. And everything that came with it, including the socialist and Marxist influences. There is no – sensible reason in the world that left-wingers in America think Ilan Omar, think Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, think Rashida Tlaib, think the squad, just broadly, Ayanna Presley, just think of the squad broadly for a moment, if I can give you something for you to hang your hat on in conceiving what I mean about the left in this country. Think about what it is they stand for. Forget foreign policy. Think about what it is they stand for on domestic policy. Certainly the broadest reading of individual sexual rights one could have. Gay marriage, uh, transgenderism and transgender rights, abortion up until the point of birth. These are the things they rail on when it comes to domestic policy. And when it comes to foreign policy, the one country they single out routinely for condemnation, the one, happens to be the only one in that entire region that allows those very rights. But more importantly, the squad and the left in America supports Abbas and Hamas. It supports the enemies of Israel. Now, if any one of these squad members were to give a speech on behalf of their domestic concerns, whether it's about homosexual rights, whether it's about abortion rights, whether it's about transgenderism, do you know how long they'd last in the Palestinian territories? Not a breath. They'd get it out with one breath, and then they'd be in jail or killed. And that's as true in the West Bank as it is in the Gaza Strip. It makes absolutely no sense, Keith. Absolutely no sense. But that's the left for you. They're about image and they're about crashing inconsistencies because they are a movement of relativism and nihilism. And one and one doesn't have to equal two for them. It's a really, really frightening thing when you think about what it is they are trying to rend and wreck in this world. America here and democracy and human rights abroad. It's frightening. It's an assault. It's an assault on humanity and the human condition. Because if they ever have the full power that they want, people will die. They really will. And the wrong ones will be doing the killing. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. Your open lines Friday here. Anything on your mind? 602 I'll do my monologue at the top of the third hour. 
Uh, who else is joining us today? Rachel Mitchell, of course. George Kaloff will be with us. He'll be um, talking uh, domestic politics, uh, polling, and um, interesting political trends he's seeing. Let me uh, pick up on where I left off with, uh, was it Keith in Atlanta? Keith in Atlanta, who had called in. Uh, I don't think it's as hot in Atlanta as it is here, by the way. <laughs> Just don't. In any event. Um, yeah, let me go to the human rights issue and Israel. Let me let me start this way. Uh, you will often hear me, and, and, and I think this is a good place if you're interested in research or, or anything like that. Uh, when you're looking at other countries, or if particularly you're doing what we used to call comparative politics, comparing countries. Uh, One of the best organizations for that, and they all have their issues, but one of the best is Freedom House. It's the most independent, non-governmental organization I know of. It's as bipartisan as you can possibly get. It was founded, by the way, by Eleanor Roosevelt, Freedom House. Freedomhouse.org. And they do a very handy thing. They have a bunch of serious scholars and researchers there. And they will look at every country, all how many are there, 194 countries in the world, something like that. They will look at every country and do a report on its political rights and the civil liberties that country affords. And it'll give them and it'll give you a rating, a numerical rating. It'll give the country a numerical rating. And by the country, I mean the government, of course. It'll give the government a numerical rating. It also will give you the reasons for it. So it's it's wonderful research, and it's all sourced online, freedomhouse.org. If you look at the Palestinian territories, when it comes to political rights, they get a 4 out of 40. And when it comes to civil liberties, they get a 21 out of 60. Compare it to Israel. 34 out of 40, 42 out of 60. And then they do a comprehensive rating out of 100. Israel gets a 76 out of 100. The Palestinian Authority gets a 25 out of 100. And this has to do with political and civil and human rights. That's what this has to do with. Why the left would be against human rights, I don't know. Oh, yes, let's go get MBS. He killed Kamal Khashoggi. Khashoggi is a complex figure. He didn't deserve to die, obviously, and certainly, certainly it's to be condemned. Let's not go overboard with him being some great, wonderful human rights dissident. He worked on behalf of Sunnism and Saudi Arabia Sunni Islamism. He was a master at the art of deception. Again, I point it out only because the left has a problem. It goes overboard all the time. It's not enough for them to just condemn a killing. They have to make a hero of the victim, and he was no hero. He deserved to live, but he was no hero. He's no hero. You don't need to make worse what's already just awful. You don't need to make it worse with facts that are not in evidence or by inventing facts that have no basis. But it's great when the left condemns Saudi Arabia. Welcome to the party, pal, I say, with John McClain. A lot of us have been doing it for a lot longer than you have until you discovered it. 
think in my book on uh, Islam and culture, I, I think I call Saudi, I'm sure I call Saudi Arabia a sewer country. Has it improved? You bet. Is it anywhere near anything it should be? No, it is not. So much more the shame that the United States goes there, hat in hand and fists bumps its dictatorial leader while begging to bail us out of the energy crisis we created and refuse to address ourselves. And by we, I mean the Democratic Party. I'll tell you about a new report on the Palestinian Authority that just came out. I know it won't mean anything to the left. I know it won't. Reason just won't penetrate. It just won't. But it's good for us to know. It's good for us to know when we confront them what we're talking about. I'm Seth Leibson, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, brought to you in part by the good people at Y-Refi. If you're interested in a great investment opportunity, what kind of investment opportunity? A fixed no-load interest rate up to 10.25% for investors in a secure and collateralized portfolio. If that's interesting to you, check my friends at Y-Refi out. Investyrefi.com. The word invest, the letter Y-R-E-F-Y.com. They're a due diligence approved firm run by investors who do really well by doing good for others. And you can be a part of that, too. 855-316-3087. That's 855-316-3087. Based here locally, uh, you can visit with them. They are uh, great people. You'll like them. I like them very much. InvestYRefi.com. All right. Uh, Oh, by the way, (laughs) hey, Bill, I was uh, on my bike this morning thinking of um, a great title for a podcast. I think I came up with the greatest title. I think it would get a million subscribers immediately. Probably mostly men, but fine. You want to know what I came up with? You tell me. Maybe the audience can come up with a better one. I, it's not that I'm going to start a new podcast. We're busy enough here. I was just thinking, you know, titles of podcasts because I'm learning more. I'm getting more and more pe- people sending me podcasts I should listen to. Some of the titles are a little, <laughs> really? I don't know. I got one. I got one. Cured meats and Sasquatches. That would get like a million right off the bat, wouldn't it? Cured meats. Who wouldn't want to tune into that? Right. Wrong people. Exactly. Correct answer. Okay. Our uh, graver big business obviously frowns on this levity to borrow from Shakespeare. So let me let me try this story as a follow-on to what we were just talking about and, again, what uh, Keith was talking about in his call to us. Uh, here's the story. A group of artists, including... Maybe you know these people. I don't. I know one of them. I know who one of them is. A group of artists, including Kiki Smith, Molly Crabapple, and Alex Soth, as well as novelists Paul Oster and J.M. Coetzee, playwrights David Henry Wong and Lynn Nottage, and dozens more, have signed a letter urging U.S. President Joe Biden to denounce Saudi Arabia's human rights abuses. Fine. Great. Glad. Where have they been, and when are they saying that about China, and when are they going to say it about the Palestinian Authority? Why now with Saudi Arabia, by the way? Why all this condemnation now, of a sudden? Because back in the day when we, most of us, were rightly condemning Saudi Arabia, you know what we were told by the left? You know what we were told by the left, particularly before 9-11, frankly? 
A little bit after. You know what we were told? You can't compare countries. You can't criticize other cultures. And since 9-11, yeah, of course, too, there we were called Islamophobes if we did so. That's cultural arrogance. That's cultural imperialism. That's American jingoism. America doesn't have the right to lecture other countries. Don't you know we have our own problems, too? That was the mantra. It was wrong. It was junk thought. It was rotten thinking. But all of a sudden now, why is it now kosher for them to criticize Saudi Arabia? Because of the kosher is my suggestion. Because Saudi Arabia has opened up relationships with Israel that didn't exist before under the cajoling and pressure of Donald J. Trump in the Abraham Accords. To the degree that there is more peace in the Middle East and that there is a welcoming transition of travel and trade and business between several of these Arab states that used to fund the terrorists against Israel and that would not recognize Israel, Saudi Arabia, UAE, countries like that that have now normalized and are normalizing their relationships with Israel. That's what angered the left. That's what angered them. They were fine and dandy with no cultural appropriation or imperialism so long as these places hated Israel. This is the one thing that unites the left. You, you, you can be as big a tent as you want if you're on the left. You can be radically pro-gay rights and pro-transgenderism. You can be radically pro-abortion, and you can be radically in favor of the Palestinian Authority all at once. There's only one thing that unites the entirety of the left, only one despite whatever kind of leftist you are. Hatred of Israel. Hatred of Israel. And so you get these artists sending a letter to Joe Biden wanting him to condemn Saudi Arabia. Okay, fine. I've been there. I've done that. I want to, too. But how about the other human rights abusers that are just as bad and in many respects worse? You going to say this about China? You going to say this about what's going on in the Xinjiang province? I will remind what's going on in the Xinjiang province. Concentration camps is what is going on in the Slave labor is what is going on. American corporations doing business there, making movies and shoes and giving paychecks to people like Colin Kaepernick because of that slave labor so that he can denounce America. Not China. Never China. Never China, because that would ruin his millions-dollar contract. Let me read to you a report from the New York Times on the Shenzhen province. Quote, the students booked their tickets home at the end of the semester, hoping for a relaxing break after exams and a summer of happy reunions with a family in China's far west. Instead, they would soon be told that their parents were gone. Relatives had vanished and neighbors were missing, all of them locked up in an expanding network of detention camps built to hold the Uyghur Muslims. The authorities in Xinjiang region worried the situation was a powder keg, and so they prepared. This is how China prepared. The leadership distributed a classified directive advising local officials to corner returning students as they arrived 
and keep them quiet. It including a chillingly bureaucratic guide for how to handle their anguished questions, beginning with the most obvious question, where is my family? Where is my family? Where is my home? Home plowed, was plowed and bulldozed down in most cases, and the family was put in concentration camps and re-educating camps in most cases. That's what's going on by the millions because of the regime of China. Donald Trump was made fun of, made sportive for taking China on. And these leftists have nothing to say about China. Nothing. They want the money, particularly the universities and think tanks. They want China's money. That money comes off the corpses of bodies, of maybe the worst human rights abuses that have been taking place in the world since 1945. There's a reason I say it, and I say it often here, caused to say it a couple times a month, had caused to say it earlier this year. The phrase never again is the greatest lie of the 20th century. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, portions of which are brought to you by the good people at Balance of Nature. They really are good people. They're trying to uh, do their best to teach kids American history. That was that whole Tom Jones project to run 76 marathons in 76 days, which he did uh, to teach American 76, obviously, is the, is the number we're trying to get you to focus on. He, Balance of Nature, too. But they also make the best product I've ever taken. It just works. It just does. It boosts your immunity, your health, and your energy. And unlike others, it won't take you weeks to notice it. Days at the most. Days at the most. Because you're putting in a blend of 16 whole fruits and 15 whole vegetables in your body with just one daily dose. If you think you could use that and who couldn't, check them out at balanceofnature.com. Make sure to use discount code BALANCE. Okay, I promised you I was going to read you a new report on the Palestinian Authority. So we have the Leftists in the arts community going after Saudi Arabia, well and good. Now do China, now do the Palestinian Authority. You don't even really need to change your language. Just the proper nouns. Story out of UN Watch. The Palestinian Authority and Hamas routinely torture human rights activists, women, LGBT persons, political opponents, so-called collaborators, and Palestinians who sell land to Jews. The Geneva-based human rights organization made its criticism in a major new report to the United Nations Committee Against Torture, which will meet next week for two days, to consider compliance with U.N. conventions against torture and other cruel forms of punishment. The executive director of U.N. Watch said, quote, evidence continues to emerge of widespread torture and cruel, inhuman or degrading treatment of detainees held in Palestinian custody in both the West Bank and Gaza. I'll just give you one little snippet here. According to the UN Watch report, LGBTQ persons living under the PA, Palestinian Authority, and Hamas suffer severe persecution and ostracism. Gay Palestinians who manage to escape recount harrowing torture by PA and Hamas forces, including often successful attempts to coerce them to inform on others, forced marriages, and death threats. One gay Gaza Palestinian now living in exile said, quote, they arrested me, hanged me from the ceiling, beat me up and interrogated me for five days. Another, everyone is afraid of everyone. 
Some have been punished. Some have been killed. Others killed themselves. By the way, when they escape, where are they escaping to? Two places. Two places. Turkey and the country the gay rights activists Ilan Omar and AOC hate, Israel. Israel. Largest gay pride parade every single year in the Middle East is in the country that the squad does not want to exist. Tells you everything you need to know about the unseriousness, the idiocy, and the comminatory danger the left poses to the free world, to human rights, and to life. It's not a laughing matter. It's the most serious of matters. I'm Seth Leapson. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.